And maybe radical would just be to further break those down so none of them have any real power to exert top-down influence, I guess. We haven't really talked about what like bottom-up could mean in this scenario and because we're supposed to be talking about democracy that's what we started talking about but does do does the centralization and merging of various institutions whichever ones are your favorite church or church or wall street institutions like do, do any of those options promote bottom-up democracy no they do not they promote centralization of power they promote a kind of personality politics on the right or shadow government behind the scenes from the center where they present you with who's in charge, but they have no actual real power because they're getting donations and they're on the hook for the people who donated to their campaigns. And they're down for breaking down the barriers between for limits of campaign donations and things like that. Like it's not, it's never about getting rid of institutions as an abstract concept makes no sense. We always have institutions. Language is a fucking institution. It's about what kinds of institutions are you for? And how much power do you think they should have? I think it's a difficult, that's why I say it's a difficult kind of conversation to work through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I get that. I'm just saying, like, when I say existing institutions, I just mean, like, that the elections, that the votes are going to be counted fairly. Okay. Like, so, like, something very concrete. So, like, if all these people win who are all doubting that that's a real thing, then you are risking civil unrest, right? Like it's a very concrete thing, right? Like, so if you have people who like are, are in power, who are pushing these ideas that like the way that poll workers in places in small towns in the States are counting is somehow fake is somehow, um, I mean, that's just dangerous road to go down. Okay. Like, so by losing faith in those kinds of institutions, that's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like, I'm talking about very concrete things that people are undermining, right? Like, the legitimacy of various processes that like, like I said, I have many reasons why I don't like the American political, the electoral system, but I still believe that it's working the way that it's supposed to work. I don't like its design. I think it's bad. I think it leads to shitty conservative outcomes, but then you should, but I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's, it's masking some underlying thing that is being, you know, manipulated, but then you should change it. Like it, it's not, sacred it can be changed and i i gotta say this might be a proclivity on your side versus a proclivity on my side but i'm not really scared of whatever danger it is that you're afraid of like it's too dangerous to do anything i i'd rather see anything change than nothing change and if we want to talk about a theory of change which i i don't have complete but forgive my soapbox i have thought about it but if you're worried about the loss of trust or instability or potential violence. These aren't motivating factors, I think, for someone who says, I actually want change. Because if you want change, change is either the priority or trust and stability are the priority. I don't take trust and stability very seriously. That's dangerous. And I it's kind of be because, as you said last week, people still have stuff to lose. You have something to lose. I have something to lose. But violence. We've already got that. And it might not be dramatic violence, but dying for stupid reasons that have easily legislated solutions like healthcare or getting diabetes from corn syrup or dying from opioids or getting shot in school or shot by a cop. These are some examples that are massively overrepresented in America compared to even our country, which is four feet away. 
and there would be legislative solutions to each of those things, like except for the fact of the the private hospital lobby, the food lobby, pharma lobby, gun lobby, and that's only violence inside the country. So I I think no matter what happens, some crisis will throw the whole thing to shit. Eventually, it could be a financial system collapse. Uh, what's it called? Supply chain collapse, crop failure, mass immigration because the equator is no longer habitable. Like each of these things is easily conceivable now because of this way the system's going. And there are future echoes to all of them. So a MAGA psycho stealing an election is basically of zero concern relative to those possibilities long term. And that's it's like a nothing issue. But the benefit of a MAGA psycho stealing an election is that it will produce reactions. It will produce adjustments. And you said this just a couple minutes ago. The Dems won this midterm because of Roe v. Wade. The Dems won because for once in the last 40 years, they got to be the reactionaries pushing in the opposite direction instead of the vice versa. So the theory of change here, as I've said it before, is systems theory. And there, you want any disruption for change. You can't predict it all the time. You can't predict it well even. But you're saying we got to sit there and strategize the right change. And I'm saying, no, no, any change, any irritation compounds future unpredictability. And at worst, you force centrists to pick a side for once. So this Friedman guy would have told the civil rights leaders to calm down and stop marching and fighting cops and the civil rights movement as an example was or coincided accidentally with the Vietnam protests. These were unchanneled irritations to the state. They're unpredicted and they're independent, at, at least at first. So my thought strategy here is if you're going to strategize, look at what Friedman is afraid of and then don't oppose the opposite. And I might even say encourage the opposite, but then I would have to promote QAnon. And you know, like this looks like accelerationism, but put aside the label a second because no change ever happens from predictable variables. Every change happens because of unpredictable variables. So better or worse, you can't say, oh, I'd like to change this and then sit on your hands worried about dangers and waiting for a good strategy to come about. Because sorry, that's not going to happen. And I'm also sorry for the soapbox, but it's the only realistic perspective that I can take is irritation is the only thing that matters to changing a system and saying, I don't like the system. That's meaningless. And there's the beginning of my fucking weather underground arc. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'm just I mean, not do, an accelerationist because I, I would rather see change come from within and be proactive rather than being imposed by some external necessity. I think that's what I would rather we anticipate and change in order to adapt rather than waiting for things to break and then fix them in the sense like that Friedman wants like a centrist politics that maintains things until it just seems like, okay, then we reach a breaking point and then we finally, and then we make the decision because if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of shit. That's, that's fucked to me. You have to be proactive and anticipate 